For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood here. We have a special episode today as we're going to be joined here in just a couple minutes by Roger Myers, a close friend of Luke Ratliff. Roger's going to tell us a little bit about Luke and what he meant to him as a friend. But before we get to that, I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. Of course, the NCAA tournament has passed and Baylor is your national champions. So if you had Baylor winning at all, congratulations there. But the NBA is still in full swing. MLB is just getting started. So head on over to betonline.ag to place your bets on all those sports. And if sports is not your game, uh, they have reality TV that you can bet on. So, you know, if you want to bet on American Idol or The Voice, whatever's going on on reality TV, head over to betonline.ag to place that bet. All right, guys, we're going to roll the intro, and then we're going to be getting into our conversation with Roger Myers. Stay tuned. We're joined now by uh, Roger Myers, who's who's a close friend of of Luke Ratliff, and uh, we wanted to bring Roger on to uh, to kind of give us a more personal uh, side of, of Luke and kind of what he meant to to him, and uh, really what he meant to the entire Alabama fan base. And, and you can see the outpouring of love through the GoFundMe that that Coach Hodgson started there, and. Uh, you know, Roger, just just to kind of start things off, uh, and I, and I, it's so hard to, to ask these questions to somebody that's so close to Luke. But you know, what were you doing when you found out about his passing? I was, um, well, I found out he was really sick when just as the baseball game ended on Friday night, and him not being there was was unusual. And actually, had texted with him on Friday. He texted me at. I texted him to see if he needed a ticket. I was the student opting in thing. Sometimes, you know, they get left out. So, um, you know, getting a ticket when he needed one. And he said, no, I don't. Thanks. And I was at 12.55 p.m. So, okay, I figured, okay, he got a student ticket. So, but we never saw him. He typically would stay in the right field park, right out in the student section for a while, and then come sit with us for a while. But he, I didn't, we didn't see him out there, and he never did come in. And about um, game ended shortly after nine, I believe. And um, Hunter Letson is there, and he, he asked me, he said, "What's up with Luke?" And I said, "I don't know. I, you know, I texted with him earlier, but he said he didn't need a ticket." And he, he said, "No, look at these, look at these tweets um, from his mom and from Coach Oates." Went, oh my goodness! So. It was kind of a shock. So then, 
started um, just kind of working the network and talk, um, contacting different people and was not getting any good news. It's like it looks bad. He's in the hospital, pneumonia, fluid on his lungs, possibly in COVID. And thought, okay, well, you know, we'll they'll get this treated and everything will, you know, get better. And then uh, I texted with um, Hunter Johnson and said, what, you know anything on Luke? And he goes, it's not good. It, everything, it looks really bad. It looks bad. Man, and then that's, that's I got, by the time I got home about 930, uh, I was getting the messages that just, I think it was, he didn't make it. So that was, um, <clears throat> that was a pretty tough, pretty tough little stretch there. You know, and just really just disbelief as much as anything. Um, you know, he was just, he was just, he meant so much to so many people. He was, he was way more than just, um, just the basketball super fan. I mean, he had a lot of, a lot of facets to him, but he was very, he was just such a kind, thoughtful person. He just never had anything bad to say about anybody. I always looked for the good in every situation and, you know, it just, I mean, he, he loved his team and he cheered hard. And, and as coach Bruce Pearl said on the radio the other day, yesterday, I think, but said, yeah, he said, dirty game. He'd be all overs and saying borderline inappropriate things. He said, but I can get him. We're like, we're taking pictures and hugging and that's the way. You know, he said that's the way a rivalry and the way a college kid and athletics should be. He said, you know, Luke. I mean, it just it gave me a lot of respect for Coach Pearl for some of yeah. the night that because, you know, like you know, it, he said I I want to beat Alabama worse than anything because they're our rival. But he said, you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball. And he said that kid just that kid was just special. And he said, and you you could see it in him in the way that he was a leader and people admired him and looked up to him and he just made everybody feel, feel good. He said, you know, once the game was over, it was over. And, um, that's, that's just one of the many, many, you know, wonderful things I've heard, heard people say about him. You know, he had messages from Frank Martin and Tom Crean and Andy Kennedy, and you know, just coaches all over the Southeast that, that Luke would make fun of and, and rag on their teams, but they sort of respected him and, and liked him at the end of the day. Yeah. I, and, I think, I think his wit is kind of what drew so much, uh, you know, admiration from everybody. He had such a, a quick wit and, and you could get, it, it always come across as a, as a good joke on Twitter. You know, so, sometimes, uh, yeah. When you're not in person, it can feel like maybe it, you know, it's, it can be taken the wrong way. And it never felt that way with Luke. He just seemed right, so authentic right. and genuine. Exactly, it really was. And um, and talk, and I've noticed it on Twitter. But in talking with his mom when she was here this weekend, it's like I know where Luke got his wit because his mom's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, obviously in those situations, situation this weekend it was she, they were in shock, and obviously. You know, it's not something they're going to get over. Yeah. Uh, you know, any ever. I mean, no parent ever wants to bury their child, and it's just a sad situation. But she's she's just a funny lady, and you know, she she'd crack back at him on Twitter and uh, at 
did crack on clack yeah <laughs> crack on clack on twitter and you know just she was always always funny but i mean both his parents are, are wonderful and uh but uh, i could tell and and his dad's great as well but um just I, you, she she's just got that little you can kind of say that little smirk and that yeah. little little luke where he i don't know where he, it's just where he came up with the, a lot of the funny stuff i just reading some of his old tweets and stuff and it's just like you know that's just it's smart and it's witty and i was it's like i don't know he figured it out at an early age to um how to treat people and um make make everybody feel feel special yeah you know, that's, you know, I, I, I didn't have the, the chance to meet him, obviously just interactions through Twitter and, and stuff like that. But um, I, I'm sure it was at a sporting event, but do you remember the first time you, you met Luke? Um, yeah, I, well, the, like most people I first interacted with him or found out, figured him out on Twitter. And then shortly after, um, first time I actually met him would have been at my tailgate football tailgate it's freshman year i believe and um maybe you know just a lot of it there was a lot of you know, a lot of people always come by but i'm not sure if maybe hunter johnson brought him by first or whatever and um anyway just from the start that was that was the beginning and so then he, every saturday you know fairly early in the morning i'd look down the sidewalk and he'd come strolling down the sidewalk with his mm-hmm. big stuff in some some sports coat or funny hat or something it was just always it was just always such a treat to see him coming coming down the sidewalk and then of course then basketball started up and then you know you couldn't help but notice him there and then we just kind of got to be you know friends through that and then once baseball started um you know we would there was a kind of a group that would they would um show up end up end up in our in my section back behind home plate and um just kind of got to be a regular thing and um and then you know just kind of built from there and then that's you know that's this is a you know i guess it's been four years so um it's hard to you know disbelief yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You know, real quick, I do want to take a moment real quick to tell everybody a little bit about our sponsor, Kanan. Uh, I know I have a problem keeping up with sunglasses. Either I break them or lose them or scratch them or something. But but Kanan offers sunglasses that are exclusively uh, made, you know, with, with Japanese optics, you know, so they're clear, lighter, and stronger. And then the, the frames are Italian handcrafted. So they are impossible to scratch. And right now with Believe Network and Canaan, you can use the exclusive code CanonCast15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair of sunglasses. That's CanonCast15. Canaan, clearly better. Roger, as, as we start to wind things down here, um, now I know this is kind of a tough conversation and it's still pretty fresh. And, and like you mentioned, this is something that's, that's going to take a long time to, to get over and try to move on from, but uh, knowing Luke the way you did, uh, how would you think he would want us to remember him and, and kind of live out his legacy for him? And, and, and he does have a legacy. I know we kind of use that word, but 
you know, maybe overuse it, but I, Luke is a, is a, is a legend and, you know, oh, yeah. especially the basketball games, they're not going to be the same without him. No. And, and they were going to have to adjust in some way with him not being a student next year. Right. You know, that would have been a, but he was planning on, he had several job offers come up and a lot of, you know, he wanted to stay around Tuscaloosa and there's a lot of people around here that wanted him, wanted him to stay. And I think he, I think he might've stayed here a long, a long, long time. I mean, it was, it became home, home to him. Um, but just the, um, the joyfulness he brought to people is, is the thing that I um, remember the, the most and how, he genuinely cared about anyone that came up to speak to him and met it to meet him for the first time. And then once you did, you felt like he was your best friend. I mean, it's yeah. like, he had, you know, it's a very unique person that can do that. And I told, told William Galloway the other day that Luke had 35,000 best friends because once you met him, talked to him, he made you feel like you were, you know, during your conversation, it's like, man, that guy's my best friend. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, not many people can do that. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing kind of piggybacking off of that. What, uh, and I kind of used this the other day is, you know, social media kind of gets a bad rap and, you know, of course there are a lot of negative things that can happen on there, but somebody like Luke, uh, kind of makes it all worth it because anybody that he interacted with, uh, like you mentioned, just seemed to be a close friend of his and, he made everybody feel, I guess, special and uh, and and unique. And uh, like you said, that's a that's a quality that most people do not possess. No, no, they don't. And um, it just, you know, it's just. I just think about what an impact and what he was going to do with his life. That yeah, he would he was going to have a huge. I mean, he he's had a huge impact on a great number of people already as a as a college student that loved basketball i mean just imagine what he he could have done uh going forward i think he would have really definitely the world needs more <clears throat> more loops in it and um unfortunately you know that got cut short for but um you know hopefully there was a reason uh that uh, he was needed elsewhere, yeah, or um, something because he sure is, sure is going to be missed on the uh, on Earth for sure. Yeah, well, well Roger, I, I don't want to I don't want to keep you any longer, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to to talk about Luke and kind of his legacy and what he meant to you. And uh, you know, before we do sign off, I you know if there's if there's anything else that you would like to add to the conversation about Luke or, you know, if I don't think they've shut down the GoFundMe just yet. Uh, no, that, that, um, yeah. it's, it was like over 51,000. Yeah. That's incredible. That, that, that's, that's the Testament that, <laughs> that just proves what kind of impact Luke right, made right. in his short time. I mean, just, just really, you know, like you said, the last four years at Alabama becoming famous for being in the student section there. And, uh, Wow, he—I mean, he—he he is going to be missed, and uh, you know, I, I can't speak to it on a personal level, but like you can, and obviously, my my thoughts and prayers are, are with his family, and of course, his close friends like you, and uh, I can't imagine the the pain and, and grief that y'all are going through, and losing somebody that young and with so much life in them, and 
uh, it's just, uh, it, it really is just a hard pill to swallow. And, uh, you know, but we do look forward to seeing, you know, how uh, Nate Oates and, and the basketball team kind of honor him. The, you know, the, the, you can tell that, that, that Luke meant a lot to that, that coaching staff and to that team. And he was really kind of a part of that team. You know, they gave him the, the jacket and, uh, and just uh, it's, it's, it's going to be tough without Luke there. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, yeah, you can tell the um, the players that at Saturday at the memorial, the players and coaches that were in town were all there, and it's, you can tell the, I mean, the devastation that they felt. Herb Jones had a hoodie over his head and pulled down. He just like just kept shaking his head, and you know, like this isn't right. I can't believe this, and, and they all. All gathered around um, Luke's mom and dad and little brother, and gave them some comfort and um, you know let them. I mean, not that they they knew, but let them know again how how much Luke meant to them personally, not just not just basketball wise. Um, so it was um, it was quite a touching little ceremony they had. So. Um, on Saturday to be thrown together as quickly as it did um, from, I think, you know, from about midnight Friday to doing it at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It was, it was a real, real well put together and a very nice tribute. Well, Roger, uh, certainly my condolences go to you as, as a close friend of Luke's and uh, we, we greatly appreciate you, uh, you know, joining us for a few minutes to talk about Luke and, and what he meant to you. And uh, we, we really do appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, Roger. Well, uh, you take care. Uh, we hope to have you on again where we can maybe talk a little Alabama baseball. And uh, we know you're a staple there. And we look forward to talking to you about that maybe sometime in the future. Okay, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you.